Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Hello and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. We are fired up for a huge show today, day two of the NCAA tournament, Iowa Reaction. Look ahead to Iowa State Pitt. Listen, listen. Drake, Miami. What? What? You hear that? No. You don't hear that beeping? I can't hear the beeping. You're like obsessed with the beeping. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I've got heavy machinery in my backyard. Uh, I apologize. You might hear some beeping. Yeah, you might hear some beeping because they're going right past the unnecessary censorship. Don't be don't be alarmed. (laughs) I hear it. It's there. It's okay. Yeah, Uh, Williams, you got too much gunk in your ears, I guess. Um, Yeah. So I've never worn this shirt before. We get all kinds of swag from CBS. That's a sweet uh, shirt. Every March Madness, and I just like, where am I going to wear a polo March Madness shirt to? Like, am I am I going to wear this to the dog park am i no so i figured flex bro yeah i'll break it out for two guys named chris look great i am in the uh o henry hotel the o'henry okay how's that uh they every day from 12 until 5 you can have tea time in the lobby Tea time yeah and they got like british music I'm a little uncomfortable at this hotel, if I'm going to be Weird. honest with you. It's got it real, um, for you? real, con- not Confederate, um, real um, red coat vibes. I think they're okay. like trying to be like British. Matt like, wants to know if it's haunted. Well, um, I have not had an experience yet at the Oh Henry Hotel. What is it? The Oh Henry? Is that what you said? Yes, that's the living. That's the ballroom there. Where if you hmm. go out there at like two in the afternoon, it's just little girls in dresses and their moms, and they're all just drinking tea and talking like that's very proper. Uh, that's really odd. Now yeah, why? Like, why did? Why are you at that hotel? You're in, you're in Greensboro, hotel. right? Yeah, it's the media. Oh, it's hotel. the media hotel. Okay, I was Where wondering, like, why Cyclone Fanatic would would put? You, I I figured. I figured you guys would go just real cheap, you know, dirt track, bush light, Motel 6, right off the interstate. Well, we like to, like, for bowl games, I'll get us, like, an Airbnb is how it – and we'll just all stay in the same house and whatever. But with these tournaments, as you know, the media shuttle and the certain Uh amenities you get are just – It's always good to be at the media hotel. And, and you know, how I know that? I know that because when – Keith Murphy used to send us for Channel 13 back in the day. We never got to stay at the Media Hotel because the station would always say it was too expensive. (laughs) I remember one time they sent me out to the Little League World Series, and I shit you not. You're not going to believe this. (laughs) They sent me to the Little League World Series. They made me share a motel room with a photographer from the register who I had never met before. (laughs) Just some 40-year-old guy. We had to share a room together for a week 
in a motel. media, man. We had to share a rental car. Man. You you want to talk about haunted? That's a haunting. Well, the amount of money you save staying here because of the shuttle alone at the media hotel is Mm -hmm. just, you know, hundreds of dollars by the end of the week. But anyways, yeah, this, Matt, you know, this hotel is actually somewhat new, but they, I, I did some research on it. Cause anytime I go on these road trips, you know, I get ready for the haunts. I go hunting. I go on a big hunt. Yeah. Charlie and, in the comments says pretty sure those, those girls and moms drinking tea are most likely ghosts. <laughs> those are. Yeah. That was, I took a picture from it the other day on my Twitter. Is that, that's a picture you took. That is yeah. a picture that my dad would take. My any picture that my dad takes, I can always see his dirty jeans and dirty shoes. Like he can't just take a picture of whatever it is. He has to get his stupid shoes. Oftentimes he's wearing shorts, so it's like his pasty white legs with his really dirty shoes in it. Dad shoes. (laughs) You look like you're wearing astronaut shoes. What are Those those things? I actually bought those. You want to know the true story I think behind Neil those Armstrong shoes? wore those on the moon. <laughs> here's here's the story behind those shoes. There's actually a real basketball story it could get into the game. So when we were in the Phil Knight, when I was calling the Phil Knight Invitational for Iowa State this year, I realized that I didn't have any Nike gear. Oh and you thought I about actually, that? And I'm walking around with the team and they're a Nike school. Does well, anyways is Iowa State a Nike school? Yes. Okay. So you get to downtown Portland, and I was like, you know what? It would probably be a good team move to go and just buy a <laughs> pair of Nikes. That's, yeah, for the team, not necessarily for Phil Knight, but for the team. No, but I, I didn't. I didn't. I had those. They're what are they called? They're I don't even know what they're called. They're like QC. They're like the cloud shoes. Do you know what I'm talking about? The new ones. They're like European. Cloud everybody loves shoes. Cloud. I don't even no, know. I don't know, man. Yeah. How long are we going to delay talking about Iowa getting just pillaged again? Just, just about 30 more seconds because I want to thank our great sponsor, All right. Fairway. All right, Meat go ahead. Thank the sponsors. Thank the sponsors. Uh, and then we'll Fairway get into it. Meat and Grocery. We appreciate all of their support. Still waiting on that Fairway Meat box, by the way. Giant box of meat. Of course, we are uh, the Channel Seed Studios have been all over the place. They, they're the spreading last... their seed all over the country. Yeah, with our uh, next week, I'll be spreading my seed in Vegas. Uh, I'll be with our friends at Circa in Vegas doing special shows with John Miller as we are there for the Sweet Sixteen. Mm, so we're I'm all jealous. over the place. I am jealous. Wish I could be there with you guys. You still can be there, Chris. No, I got that pregnant sister coming over. Yeah, that's true. Um, Iowa, do you call it a flop if they're in an 8-9 game? I mean, they weren't really favorite. I, I, uh, well, here, here's why I, I will allow that. The way they finished the season got them into that game. They, they flopped the last game of the regular season in the Big Ten tournament. And then for the majority of this game, they were terrible. So, yes, I'll, I'll allow that. Uh, it was um, I'm, it was close to being a pathetic performance until Iowa had their patented run 
why does it always take this team until they're down 15 to get their ass in gear? They made it a game. They made it interesting, but Auburn was clearly the better team. Auburn played harder. I, I got a text from a guy who I really respect, not an Iowa fan. He played college basketball. He's an, he's an analyst and um, a, a good friend of mine who is always fair, always, and has some ties to this Iowa program. He said he was watching the game, and he said, quote, I have not seen an Iowa player just run back on defense yet. Every single player complains after every call. Don't know if I've seen a team do that more this season. And it sums up my thoughts exactly. Not I just for was, this game, but for the season. I thought it was troubling when Tracy Wolfson, when they, Wolfson, Wolfson, right? Yeah. Yeah. When they went to her for a sideline hit with like 10 minutes to go in that one, and she, I'm paraphrasing, but she's basically said that like Fran is begging his team to yeah. sprint down the floor. It was like, God. Yeah. Yeah. She said he's NCAA pleading tournament. with his team yeah. to get up and down the floor. Not good. It, it, this is the NCAA tournament, folks. This was the last game for several of those players. Uh oh. Don Hassel has gone off the edge. Don Hassel, a staunch Fran defender and apologist over the years, says, fire Fran. Fire Fran, I've had it. <laughs> well, you can't do that. His contract's too, too well, large. I, I'm almost certain that Gary Barta was in the building last night. They showed him. He was. He was on TV. sign Fran to another extension. <laughs> He was on TV. We know he was there. All right. From, can I get from your perspective, Chris? Yeah. What did you see? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come at this from a little more of a macro view because the obvious question this morning is is less about that in particular game and it's more why does Iowa always seem to flame out early in the NCAA tournament? And I, I don't have the exact data but i i know that it's very very real that teams as unbalanced as the hawkeyes are tend to have a really tough time advancing so yes. Iowa's going to end the season ranked third in offense and 166th in defense i want to say like there's some stat out there where if you're not in the top 50 in both you you haven't won a national championship or gone to a final four like the, it it's very and again I apologize to our listeners that I didn't have time to to pull all of that data but it it's it's very simple to me and you don't um, have to so, be top 10 in no. both you just have you can be elite in one and just not absolutely horrible in the other yeah so so why does Iowa keep getting exit exiting this tournament early well you can't count on offense all the time and Iowa has struggled shooting we, we've seen this so why do they keep getting down 20 and making these comebacks well it's because your defense sucks like the, it's very th this is not a complex thing when you're talking about Iowa basketball there's a direct correlation to deep runs in the NCAA tournament and Iowa's recipe is not good for that and you know how I'm pretty good on this is because I watched it with Fred Hoiberg. Those mm -hmm. teams had multiple NBA guys. And you look back at the Hoiberg era at Iowa State and you go, well, you know, they kind of underachieved. 
they should have done deeper in the NCAA tournament with as many NBA dudes as they had. But they didn't play defense worth a lick. And if you get into one of those games, the UAB game is a great example where the shots are cold, you can't make a shot, and you can't get a stop. You know, it, you, you can't be 166 in defense and just expect to, you know, advance into the second round. I mean, it, you may get lucky, and that may happen every once in a while, but you get into this tournament, and, you know, you look at Arizona yesterday. It was a much better team than Iowa, and they got stumped, you know, punked by – Princeton you, they got to get better defensively uh what's the answer I don't know because Fran's teams have really never been good defensively I kind of feel like at this point you are who you are but that mm-hmm. that's the easy answer it, it's not that you're Chris Murray is one of the best players in this tournament I believe right like you have some guys it's not like oh your talent's just garbage but they don't play defense and we had Direct example of a freaking sideline reporter telling us that Fran was pleading with his team to get him to run down the floor. Like that's a that's a culture that doesn't place any value on the defensive side of the basketball. Mm-hmm. And especially in this era of college basketball, Chris, when everybody's getting older and the games are getting uglier, you have to be better on that end. So there you go. There's my takeaway. Yeah, and I think that's that's fair. And those Hoiberg teams were like this, but to a much lesser extent. I mean, Hoiberg still made a sweet sixteen. Yes. And he was he was only at Iowa State for what five years. He had four NCAA tournament wins in five years, I think. Um, and I think Fran has four total in. Yeah, I'm just what, saying they didn't make 13, those deep, deep runs. Right, usually- they, they didn't go as far as they could have because yes, they did not. They did not do well on the defensive end and. Uh, but it's why I, I was thought, so inconsistent, man. Like you, you're not going to go out there and hit 15 threes every game. Offense yeah. can be in, and they don't have elite talent. They have fine talent, but like the Hoiberg teams had NBA guys, you yeah. know. And I know that the Murrays well, and stuff, but they had the Murrays and Garza. What you know? It, the, the problem is those right. guys often tend to these these McCaffrey stars for whatever reason often disappear for large stretches in games last year it was keegan who disappeared toward the end of the the richmond game in the second half didn't do anything chris didn't do anything in the first half of this game i thought they were extremely fortunate to be in the position they were at halftime only down five points normally when iowa plays like that on the offensive end for a full half they are down big they did a good enough job defensively in that first half. Auburn was only shooting like 35%, mm-hmm. which if you follow Iowa, you know that opponents usually shoot. I mean, it's it, the, the numbers are staggering over this second half of the conference season into the tournament. I mean, teams are, I guarantee you, on average, teams are shooting over 50% from the field against Iowa, which is an insane number. But then in the second half, Auburn, who they averaged six and a half threes a game. They hit seven threes in the first nine minutes of the second half. And boom, the lead is 17, and it's a huge uphill battle from there. And we saw Iowa a couple of times make miraculous comebacks. That was at Carver Hawkeye Arena. And those are like once in a lifetime type that you can't count on that and why does it always have to come to that why the the point you make about 
Iowa not being a good defensive team. I do think that they've leaned a lot more into that in recent years. And it might have started because of Garza, because when Garza is your best player, he's got to be out there on the floor and he's a defensive liability for the most part. Mm -hmm. These last few years, the defense has gotten substantially worse. Because you think back to like, remember Gabe Olashaney inside? He was a great yeah. defensive player. Yeah. Like those teams were much better defensively. You you had guys Basabi inside like defender. Who? Basabi. Oh yeah. Basabi too. Those are early McCaffrey yeah, teams, but they were, I believe they were McCaffrey Peter teams Jock that won games in the tournament. Peter Jock could play defense. And for whatever reason they've kind of oh, gone away from that. But look at him mixed up with somebody. Jock didn't play defense. I'm sorry. Look at yeah, I didn't think so, but yeah, no, I'm sorry. I got him mixed up. With he is one of those guys that would disappear for long stretches. <laughs> yeah. My apologies. Look at these Auburn guys though, and the way those guys play defense. I mean, just the length, the talent. They they were just destroying Iowa inside, destroying them. And again, this was an Auburn team that on paper was the coldest t team entering the tournament. Dating back over the last six weeks, no team had a worse record than Auburn. They were three and seven. The next worst records, Iowa State, four and six. TCU, four and six. But this once again goes to it doesn't, it really doesn't matter how you finish the season. Which is why I, I was still giving Iowa a chance as well to win this game, and I thought they would. I picked I was I didn't really care about what they did those last couple of games. But what we really should have been focusing on is what they do away from home. And with outside of the the Indiana game, which I, I don't understand that game at all, and I don't know how, how good Indiana really is. Outside of that, they were just a terrible team away from home. Well, the rims were tight yesterday, though. <laughs> How about all those excuses coming in? Even before the game started, the tight rims, the Wilson ball. Wilson! That damn Wilson, says Matt Sampson. Like, they didn't make a single three in the first half. That was the first time in two years that they didn't make a three for an entire half. It's the rims. Now, nobody expected this Iowa team to go to the Sweet 16. No. But here we are again. Well, the, the one the thing is, round. it's kind of a missed opportunity, too, because... If Sasser's like hurt, Houston, Houston looks gettable right now, don't they? Yeah, like this was like an opportunity to jump up and get them. If, if I, I mean that that Auburn Houston game is going to be a freaking war, dude. I Think would love to see. I don't, is there, an, uh, there is there an early spread for that game? Because um, it can't be that much. I don't have. My it's got to be um, like Houston minus four. I'll look it up here real quick, and that's um, going to be. I uh, see one game for Auburn. It's Houston five minus five and a half. Five and a half. Play Auburn. Yeah. Jeez, I would take Auburn. Oh boy. Play Auburn. If you can get it at five and a half right now, yeah. Now, M M Houston's a great, 
a, a really good a really good team. They've been the favorite all year. They have one of the best coaches in the country. I I think that they'll perform better next round, but we don't know the health. Yeah. We don't, I don't know if they're going to be healthy enough. Bracket guy, because you guys don't give a shit about my bracket, but I I had Houston winning it all. I do too. I thought, I thought Sasser was going to be better. Why did they even play Sasser? I mean, did they? I mean, I they was surprised maybe needed him, and it was only an eleven point game. But I was kind of surprised they even put him in because he came out and you could see him grabbing and in pain. So agreed. I was really surprised to see him play, and they should have had enough, more, much more than enough to handle Northern Kentucky in that first round. Yeah, they were But that's bad. back-to-back games now that Houston has not been good. So uh, Auburn's in a good spot with that home crowd, and they're going to get more in there. I think we overvalued, um, you know, there was talk about all these Alabama fans, they hate Auburn. They're going to be in there cheering for the Hawkeyes. We clearly overvalued that, and what, I think most of us failed to get was that Auburn or Alabama played in that game right before Auburn. Oh, and then there's like an hour and a half break between that game and the Iowa game. Like, are you really going to sit there and wait, wait that out just to root against Auburn? No, I don't know that I've ever seen fewer and heard fewer Iowa fans at an NCAA tournament game. There was like no reaction when Iowa would make a shot from the crowd. You could hear the players, the friends and family. I don't want to be a jerk, but if you're an Iowa fan, why would you travel to Birmingham for an eight, nine That's the response I got from a lot of people on Twitter last night when when I asked about that. was like, there were were some people like, I I live in Birmingham, but uh, there's no way I'm uh, paying that kind of money to see this team lose. Yeah. All right. So let's get to Iowa State. Drake playing tonight as well. Iowa State is tipping off here um, in a few hours, really. How are we feeling? Ah. <laughs> Here's the deal. On paper and everything we know, Iowa State should win this game, right? Like they're, they're a four to five point favorite. You're a... Uh, Big 12 team taking on a pit team that limped through the ACC. But here's the thing that – a couple things that scare me about this pit team, Chris. Mm-hmm. One is it's two very old teams. So Iowa State is the sixth oldest team in college basketball. Pitt is the 13th. So I guess my point being this isn't going to be a team that is, you know – frazzled by the moment or anything like that. Pitt's ready to go. Two is they're a really good offensive team. So there there is a possibility here that Pitt turns into that hot team. They're that that 11 seed that's just good enough on offense where they could you know be that 11 seed that makes a run to the Sweet 16. I think Arizona State's got a shot to do that too. And they're taking well, on USC. I'd much rather be playing Pitt than Arizona State. Yeah, put it that's, that, that was my question. Yeah. Fortunate, um, I think, to be playing that 11 seed and not Arizona State. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that basketball-wise, everything we know, I like Iowa State's chances today. 
I think that their level of defense is something that you don't that Pitt hasn't seen very much. There's another little aspect to this, and this is probably me overthinking this, but Pitt played in this exact building a week ago in the ACC tournament. Now they lost, but there's that familiarity with the arena. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, I don't know. I do know this. Iowa State will win the game. Here's my not hot take at all on this thing. As long as Kalsher and Holmes aren't one of those four of 25 type of games, I think Iowa State will win. Um, for what it's worth, and I just did this kind of tongue-in-cheek yesterday, but I thought it was really interesting. He gave me a really good answer. I asked Kalsher at shoot-around. I was standing in the corner, and Gabe was just over there taking corner threes. And I said, do you like the Wilson ball? Just Because everybody's freaking talking about it. We went to the Pitt press conference. The first thing that they talked about was the damn Wilson ball. It's just like, God. So I'm like, all right, well, let's ask some Iowa State guys. Like, I'll get in on this. And Gabe, Gabe gave me the most, like, common sense response. He goes, yeah, I love it. He goes, I practice with it all the time. I don't see what the big deal is. And 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 that leads me to wonder. <laughs> it's like, like oh, yeah. do these other teams, I'm mostly wondering about Iowa, do they ever practice with the Wilson ball? Or do they just try to flip that switch once the tournament starts? I don't know. Next, say I wasn't trying to make a big deal out of this, but I, I just was like, oh, this is Iowa State shooter, and he's right here, and everybody's talking about it, so I'll see what he says. And he's like, yeah, I love this ball. Did Practice you see with this? it all the time. There were oh, like okay. four wedgie wedgies in the game at Wells Fargo yesterday. Yeah, I ball. heard that. Uh, according to the announcers, and I don't know if they were saying this tongue-in-cheek or if this is an actual stat, but it's the most four wedgies, the most in tournament history for a single site. Is that the ball? Like, that has yeah. to be the ball or the rims? Like, I, I, Yeah, it might, getting... maybe it's the it's those... Wait, I thought you said it was... Don't Iowa players say it's slippery? I don't know. Because if it's I'm slippery, so that would lead confused. you to think that it wouldn't get stuck. If it's stickier, yeah, it would get stuck. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Th- I do know this. We've already talked about it too much. We've already talked about these freaking Wilson balls yes. too much. How do we get on um, the Wilson? Oh yeah, because Calcher. Oh yeah. I, I yeah, do like and, the, what he said though. It's a. It's a ball. Okay. Yeah. I practice with it. It's fine. I don't want to jinx Gabe and have him go out and go like <laughs> two of fifteen now. But I, I, I again, like he was just right in front of me, so I thought I'd ask him. Yeah, and Simon makes a good point too. So like Iowa State just scores so many of its points off of turnovers. Pitt is like top thirty in the country and and holding on to the basketball. So oh. it is a really intriguing matchup today. I think that if you just look at total body of work, Iowa State deserves to be a five point favorite in this one. But we've also just learned with Iowa State it really just depends on them more so I mean they can go out and kill Baylor and Waco by 20 or they can lose at home in double digits to Oklahoma you just don't really know I did find it interesting yesterday that Ott said uh he he said he thinks his team is playing their best basketball of the season right now that's great at one point mm-hmm. they're in the top 15 and he's saying that now so that's good news if you're an Iowa State fan Sure. Do you have any changed opinions on Drake? Drake Miami. Drake well, is on. like I, I wasn't. I, Jesus oh. Christ! I wasn't. I I wanted to ask you about Iowa State. Okay. What are we doing here? 
I don't know why you have to use the Lord's name in vain when you get upset. <laughs> I want to ask you this now that we have the opponent, because last time it All right, was before the me. first four game. Would you rather play Pitt or Mississippi State? Missis- I'd rather play Pitt. Why? Because Mississippi State is, to me, I like to do comps this time of year. So, like, Are you going to say Mississippi State. State's a lot like Iowa State? They're a lot Defense. like Oklahoma State is the team I would compare them to. Okay. Long, I've heard, I heard a lot of people say that they wanted the opponent today to be Pitt because Mississippi State is such a good defensive team, a lot like Iowa State. But doesn't it concern you a little bit that this Pitt team just beat that team? They have experience playing recently against a team – just like Iowa State. Yeah, it and does. They, and they beat them. Yeah, it it certainly does. And they're, again, like Pitt's good enough on offense where they could be that 11 seed that gets hot. Like they're good mm-hmm. enough to to do that. Um, but again, like I, I'm just looking at Iowa State's profile, okay? And I like to do comps this time of year. What, who does this team remind you of in your conference? Mm-hmm. And Mississippi State – the smart people I asked, their comp was Oklahoma State mm-hmm. and Pitts was Baylor. Well, who did Iowa State have more success against? So that that's where I go off of it. Um, you you know, and if Pitt is out there and they hit 12 threes that are tough shots, then credit them. But well, they're not playing Iowa, so I don't think that'll happen. I just I, I worry about Iowa State's offense being so bad against those elite style defensive teams. This is why I think Xavier is a pretty good draw if Iowa State can get by Pitt because it's another similar type of team where you can bully them around, be physical. That's what Iowa State wants to do. It's hard for them to do that. I don't think they would have beat Auburn because that would have been hard for them to do against a team like Auburn. The NCAA tournament is all about matchups. Now, does that mean Iowa State's going to win just because I think it's a good matchup? Absolutely not. You see teams get hot. But mm-hmm. this thing lays out for Iowa State to have another potential Sweet 16 run based off of matchups alone. All right, we can move on to Drake now. You're good now? We should do like a sounder. Drake basketball. Go and get your bets in to download the, ch- the channel seed. Channel is not into sports betting, but if they were, I'm sure it would be fantastic. But our friends at Circa are. Download it today. They're doing NCAA wrestling too. You can do, mm. you can do that. I believe there's some women's basketball lines up there with both the women's teams getting after it in the NCAA tournament coming up. When you download the Circus Sports Iowa app, they have a pretty good feeling that it's coming from us, and then that helps us to give you free badass content like this. So we ask you. There's a ton of options. Do the independent one like we are. Circus Sports Iowa, download their app today. You don't have to go to a casino. I had a couple people ask me recently. Do I have to go to a casino? No. We love our friends at Wild Rose Casino. You, you can go out and support them, but you don't have to go there to download the app. Do you have <laughs> yeah, your, any different your feelings? Your imitation of your friends. Do I have to go to the casino? Do I have to go to the casino? <laughs> type of guys I hang out with. 
Do you have any different opinions on Drake is like the hot upset pick right now? Yeah. I just got it. I loved, I love Drake. I love the team. I love how old they are, how experienced they are. And, and they do have that, that thing that they, they didn't have a few years ago, which was the conference player of the year, the coach's son, the younger young gun. But I just I don't like the matchup. I don't yeah, do. like that they got Miami, a team that is also really experienced, and a team that's been there, done that. These bastards were in the Elite Eight last year. Pretty much the same team, too. Yes. I and I also don't like that they're the sexy pick. I don't like that. I know we saw Furman win yesterday but think of the sexy picks yesterday it was charleston over san diego state it was oral roberts over duke no didn't happen oral roberts it took him like what 10 minutes to score in that game <laughs> yeah it was like 14 it was crazy. nothing i i just i have miami winning but I tell you, if Drake can win this game, I think they've got a great shot to get to the Sweet 16 because I, I don't really love Indiana. I'm not sure Indiana gets by Kent State today. I just I just don't like the draw, the fact that they are the trendy pick. People are picking them to the Sweet 16, and they have to play this team that everybody just overlooks. Like, nobody talks about Miami. I guarantee you 90% of people filling out brackets this year didn't remember that they made the Elite Eight last year. Is you the, don't think about Miami as a basketball school. Jim the Laranaga vibe, is a great coach. The vibe around here yesterday, and, and I am in the heart of ACC country, okay? Like, there's in, no... In Greensboro, yeah. Yeah. Talking to some journalists and stuff around here, they all... Now, these are pit people, Okay. But they think that the ACC is – they don't think that it's great by any means, mm -hmm. but they think that the vibe is that it's a little bit underrated, probably a little bit – gotten a little bit too beat up here the last couple Isn't of years. is it usually that that's kind of how it, how it goes in the tournament, that the conference that is by far and away the best in the regular season tends to struggle more than you think, and the conference that we think is the worst tends to do better than we think? You could look at the top teams in the ACC, though, and you could be like, oh, my God, yeah, Duke, man, they just killed Oral Roberts. And yeah, then, yeah. oh, Virginia, their highest seed, looked like crap against Furman and got beat. Yeah, I don't know. Just passing it along to our listeners. Do you have Drake advancing? No. Ma Matty Van Wink, do you have Drake advancing? I do. Um Oh, look but just because I'm, a, I, I like Drake. Oh, I know. I don't dislike Drake. Don't put me in that corner. Yeah, I like Drake too. I'm Why a bit surprised that, as well that this is the tightest spread of all the twelve. I think it'll probably come down to rebounding. To be honest, I mean, it, Drake's got Brody down there, but I don't know. I we Chris, we saw Miami last year in the NCAA tournament, and They're really good. They kind of ran Iowa State out of the gym. You know, Drake will so. play better defense than Miami. Well, I can promise you that. 
But like I have one that was I only one of those one. deals where it's like it doesn't really matter the defense you play if a team is just hitting crazy shots and Pitt could do that to Iowa State today. They're they actually can do that. They have the guys to do that. And that's what we saw Miami do last year in that sweet sixteen game. And Iowa State never really was in that one. So I I, I mean, I'm picking Miami, but I'm I'm not like mm. I do think that there's a reason why the spread is as low as it is, right? And that there's so many of these smart basketball people picking Drake to advance. Yeah, I just oh God, I just hate the matchup. Just like I, I hate that FAU, my my darling Owls, got matched up with Memphis. I hate that. I got some I got FAU. I hate. You do. I, I don't. FAU. I've got Memphis. I, I, I hope FAU wins. I really do. Okay, the, the key to the bracket, the key to filling out your bracket and, and rooting for or against up. Let's, let's see that. Let's see that bracket Shut hassle. Shut that dog up. Sorry. Give that dog a slap. It'll never bark again. Shut that thing up. So here's my bracket. Boy, that's bracket a yippy guy. little dog, huh? So the key here. In the first round, there's too many people just root for the team they pick to win that game. Like, for instance, I had Arizona beating Princeton. Arizona going to the Sweet 16. But they're a two seed, okay? A lot of people have Arizona in the Final Four. I know some people that picked them to win it all. If you only have them, if you only have a two seed advancing to the Sweet 16, root against their ass in the first round. Yeah. That's better for you. Because I, I have Creighton beating Arizona. I did too. Coach Mack. Too many times I see these people like, well, but I, but I, but, but I have Purdue. I have Purdue beating Farley Dickinson. So yeah, but you have him losing in the next round to Memphis. So go Dickinson. So it's all about keeping your your final four your elite eight intact and to a lesser extent your sweet 16 but other than that root for chaos baby and yes that was brent bloom worrying about some money he paid hundred deckers felt like that was like uh you were going in for something else and you're like now nah, i'm just gonna go into no, the bloom thing here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pull a little bloom Crystal, Chris's dog is pooping in my yard again. Will you go out there and tell him to stop it and clean it up? Is Bloom out there with you? Big Deck Energy t-shirts. No, Bloom's not here. What? What do you mean he's not there? Bloom only leaves his house for like a couple times a year. He went to Vegas with us. He was at the Big 12 tournament. Why isn't he? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. He got out. This is the real one. This is the one that matters. I don't know. He's not here, though. I have to talk to him about that. Damn. I got a couple of NFL topics real quick. Kyle wants to know, do we have any St. Paddy's Day plans? I will be at an arena all day. I'm going to watch every single game. You might notice my TV that usually is back here is gone. So I've taken all my TVs and I put them in one spot in my living room so I can watch all four games at once. My wife loves it. She loves it. Did you see YouTube TV has a new feature? You can have four yeah. different screens up. Love it. Wow, yes, really? and I have YouTube TV, but I I already moved all the TVs. And 
it's, you know, I, I want them bigger than that. I don't want a quad box on one screen. I want four big screens. You need the projector like Williams. Yeah. So, Williams, are you going to watch what is it, Iowa State, the second game of the day? Yes. Are you going to yeah, watch probably, the other games at that at the venue? Or are you yeah, gonna, I probably will. I'm gonna, okay. May as you well. Know, you know what I've found it, covering the NCAA tournament? The people watching in the media room is one of my favorite pastimes. You will see some incredible sights. Speaking of that, I was thinking about this in Kansas City last week, and I wanted to talk about it on the show at some point, and you just kind of led me into it. Is there any more disgusting smelling place on the planet than a <laughs> men's restroom with a bunch of sports writers? Oh, my God. They're all out oh. drinking all night, just eating fast food and just shit for weeks at a time, and then they just go in there. And and they're disgusting people to begin with. Yeah, sports writers were we're horrible humans. Like it's ugh. Is that you consider like, yourself a sports writer? What do you consider me to be? I don't consider you a sports writer. I used to I, be. I consider I you a write. media guy. Yeah, well, I used to. You do, do all kinds writing. of other things. A sports writer is uh, like um, who would be a sports writer? Like a Pat Hardy. Even though he's got a radio show, but he's a sports Williams, writer. I thought you always called yourself a hack blogger. Come on. Yeah, that's me. Oh, yeah, you're a blogger? Whatever you guys want me to be. But, you're but right, again, it, it, the bathroom. Disgusting. Oh, just that faint smell of shit, and it's always there. You know what blows my mind in these, you know, when we go to these tournaments and cover these games? is in the media room, they'll have these like desserts and these people in the middle of the day, it's like one in the afternoon and they're shoveling cookies and brownies oh. in their mouth. Like what? what you going to eat that and you're going to set yourself up for failure the rest of the night. Yeah. Desserts should only be eaten when it's dark out. The lady there yesterday, I think her name was Elsie. Handed me my boxed lunch because now it's like we don't have like media meals anymore. They give you these vouchers and, and, and whatever. Vouchers? Um, yeah. Well, that's how they're doing it here. So I was like, yeah, give her my voucher. And she wanted to give me this like giant like ice cream, like, like you know, the things with like the two cookies, Thelma's, and there's ice oh cream in the middle. Oh my God. Yes. They, uh, it, my dad used to get those. That, and they were called Mr. Chippers. They're and amazing. It had but it's a like bad decision at two in the afternoon. My dad, they were from Whitey's, which is a, a institution in the in Eastern Iowa. They were called Mister Chipper, and it was these two huge. It was in the frozen aisle at the grocery store. Two huge chocolate chip cookies, and in the middle was ice cream. And my dad would eat one of those things every night. That just one of those. Was like eighteen hundred calories, <laughs> and he'd eat one every night. Uh, man knows what it he just, likes. It, but but I, I'll give him credit. My dad only has dessert when it's dark outside. You can't be having an ice cream sundae 
at a basketball game in the media room while you're working at 1.15 in the afternoon. You're going to put yourself to sleep. I'm sorry. Just like you, you shouldn't be drinking that early either. Like that, that's come on. Let's pace ourselves. Let's show some restraint. Just because it's free doesn't mean <laughs> you should eat it. That's so true. Um, <laughs> that's so true. And I've felt that before. Every human being knows that. It's like, well, if they're going to give me this, I mean, I mean, I got to eat this. Well, uh, geez, it's a, oh boy, that's a, it's a good spread here. They've got to, well, that's okay. Caramel, brownies, uh, chocolate chip cookies. Okay. Well, piece of cake. Yeah. Why, why, why do they put this out in the media room? Why, we don't, we don't need this. Put some like granola bars out. I just load up on the protein. Like you're, they've got chicken or steak or just you're just put that all over my plate. So spot on about the people watching in the media room at the NCAA tournament. Oh, the, the 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 rugs that you'll see on these old guys that come in, the hair, the dye hair jobs. Oh, there was one year I was covering. I think it was Iowa State against Kentucky, the Royce White year, and Ashley Judd was always in the media room. So she's always waltzing through there, and you never know who she's going to be with. That was always fun to see. I wonder if she'll be here today. Is Kentucky, Kentucky with here. you? Yeah. Yep. She might. I saw Calipari walking around the hotel the other day. Did you? He's not you here. But he, he was at, no, I didn't, I'm not going to bother him. He didn't give a shit about me. You think yeah. I'm going to go up to Good. John Calipari? Thank God. I, I, that's, that's why I love you, Chris. Don't bother these Thanks. guys. Oh, just leave them be. I, they're just humans. Yeah. And they don't want to talk to you. I promise. No. And he would have been nice to me, but he doesn't want to talk to me inside his head. He would have been like, Jesus, yeah. Christ, get this guy away from me. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> All right. Real quick. Before we go, I do want to hit a couple of NFL things. You're a, uh, you're, I want to talk about your bears. I, I mean, I think you guys absolutely nailed this trade. I think he Are you talking about the trade, the one that the, got him went, dropped him to nine and picked up yes. extra draft picks? I and couldn't DJ believe Moore. you got DJ Moore in it. Yeah. Like it's I, amazing I'm, what these teams will pay to move up in the draft. This the is, teams you will guys pay more. And the Bears did this back in the day to move up one spot from three to two to get Mitch freaking Trubisky. <laughs> they will give everything to move up a few spots in the draft. But then like you go out, you trade for an all pro receiver and it's like, well, it's a conditional third round pick. It's so bizarre. I, love yeah, this I, I, I also like that the bears did not bring back. I'm sorry to say this, David Montgomery. And it has nothing to do with David Montgomery. Just don't pay him. Don't pay a guy that you much. don't pay running no. backs that absolutely have already played a few years. Like, Running backs, as my my buddy Pete Prisco, who works at CBS Sports, always says, running backs grow on trees. You draft one, you run them into the ground, and you draft another one. You don't Absolutely. pay them big money on their second contract. And that's why I also think I feel like something needs to be done about what running backs get paid because they don't get paid very well anymore. And they only last a few years. Like They, they should be paid more up front when they're that's when they're really valuable when they're 23 24 25 because they're not when they're 30 they're done 
I mean, just think about Leonard Fournette. He seems ancient. He's still like, I think he's in his 20s. What's what's crazy is, so we're kind of going through this in Minnesota with Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. and they want to trade him. Yeah, don't pay him. Look at Zeke. Yeah. Look what the Cowboys did with Zeke. But like, they paid but him, he, Dalvin and it didn't Cook, work. Dalvin Cook's one of the best running backs in football by any standard, mm-hmm. and he's only going to get them like a third through seventh round pick. Wow. Yeah. Like it, which I get it. Like I wouldn't tra- trade much for him either. And he's relatively old at, at this point in his career. But I, I love what the Bears. Now, here's my question to you as a Bears fan. I would swap places with the Vikings and Bears in a heartbeat right now. The Vikings are always in football hell because they're always good enough to make the playoffs, but they're never good enough. To, they're never bad enough to get like that's, that. Elite and that's kind of what the Bears have been for the last yes. 10, 15 years. Do you you're, trust you're kind your of franchise? Quarterback purgatory. You've got a guy at Minnesota in, in Kirk Cousins that's good enough to get you to the postseason, good enough to maybe win a game, but not good enough to, to really compete. And you have to pay him too much, and you can't load yeah. up the rest of your roster. So it's he's Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. They're the exact same scenario. My, my question to you is, do you trust the Bears organization to not screw this up? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. But – I do feel better about where they are right now than where they were a couple of years ago. And I like that they didn't um, cut ties with Justin Fields and take a flyer on a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud because you just don't know with these guys. And I think Justin Fields has proven that he could be good. He could be really good. We'll see. But who knows about these other guys? You know that Fields can be potentially a game changer. So keep riding with them. You got so many problems elsewhere, or at least you did going into this off season, fill those other holes, give him some help. Let Montgomery go to the lions. Mm-hmm. And now you got a shot. Uh, last thing I had is the Packers jets, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers saga. So I thought it was a real tell when Alan Lazard signed with the Jets. We all know how close Alan and Aaron Rodgers are. They're like best friends. Um, I'm sure you've been talking about this on HQ, but Pro Football Talk reporting the Jets or the Packers want the Jets' first round pick, which is the 13th, and they're also trying to negotiate something in 2025 if Rodgers plays for two years, it feels like this is going to get done. But, God, this is such a bad marriage between the two. Like, if I'm a Packers fan, I couldn't ship Aaron Rodgers out of there fast enough, and I am not a Packers fan. But it's just... So you would take less just to get him out of there than have this keep going down the tracks? I mean, what are you accomplishing right now with him? Well, like, I mean, he's not going to. No, I'm not saying like keep him to play, but yeah, I, I think that they could. I think they can get maybe more than they should for him. You, you remember Brett Favre when the same thing happened with Brett Favre, and Kyle says Favre 
they the Packers traded Brett Favre to the Jets. It was 15 years ago. You know what the Packers got in return? No, I don't. A third round pick. And Favre was a year younger than wow. Rodgers is now. So And believe it or not, he was less of a distraction. Yeah, you're right. He was. You that's, know? that's a good point. But Favre had a lot more left to give than people realized. Yeah. He wasn't great with the Jets, but then he went to the Vikings. Yeah. Almost took him to the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you're going to get more than one year from Rodgers. I do think the Jets need to have something in that in that deal that protects them for that second year. Because if you're trading for him for one year, I don't, that's that's a lot different than if you're getting multiple years out of him. And I th- I think it might only be one year. You heard him. He said he was ninety percent sure he was going to retire when he went into the darkness. <laughs> And then he saw this something guy. in the light. This guy. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. <laughs> he's I want to do the darkness thing. I want to try this. No. I want to get some you clarity. Want to do, oh, no. Yeah, I no, want no, some no. clarity. Now, see what's what would happen with you is you'd go into the darkness and then you'd be like, Oh, oh there's a ghost. <laughs> ah, another ghost. No, man, I'd I'd sit there and I'd let them communicate with me. I wouldn't yell back, none of that. I would see what they want me to know. By the way, we have just been informed by a Matthew Van Wink that we have a record number of viewers today. Congratulations. Over 300 live viewers. I love it. Congrats, Congrats Matt. It's not me, it's you. Hey. It's it's kind of it's kind of nice when you when you kind of you kind of Put yourself. You can. We can go in anytime we want. We can. We can put ourselves right in the middle. After Iowa's game last night, it's right huge before advantage. Iowa State and Drake, independent baby. And you got these poor saps over there, Murph and Andy, who <laughs> they're just set. They got their set, and they got to go. I think they're. They got to go live during the Iowa State game today. That's brutal. Brutal. That's brutal. I might go. Maybe we could do another one if Iowa State and and or Drake advance. Maybe we could do a little weekend show. Just pop on yeah. for yep. twenty minutes. No, yep. feels like that'd be a good move. Uh, Matt says <laughs> Lazard might have a darkness retreat at his house in Bondurant. Go check it out. CW. Isn't he your neighbor? Yeah. He lives right, right between me and me. And yeah, he lives in between me and Matt. It's great. Let's just bring the lawn chairs out. Maybe he'll bring Rogers for a little summer retreat. Yeah, I like you it. guys. It Williams is out walking his dog over to Bloom's to take a dump, and he sees Rogers just <laughs> over Lazard's so, house. So Alan did that podcast with me last year. He came over and we drank some whiskey, and mm-hmm. we did a like hour and a half podcast in my basement, and. Like, it just blew my mind because, and you have too, Chris. We've known Alan since he was like a sophomore in high school when he was mm-hmm. at Urbandale. Like, yep. he was this all world prospect and just whatever. We've known him for a long time. And talking to him about his relationship with Rogers is just fascinating to me. He was like, Yeah, I go over to Aaron's quite a bit. 
I think he said something like, he's like, yeah, whenever his Spanish tutor is done on Tuesday nights, I always go over to Aaron's house. Spanish tutor? <laughs> he's a weird bird. But you can see the problem that Aaron Rodgers has become because the like Brady, it's all football. Right? Like mm-hmm. it's all it, but Rogers just like he's darkness retreats, like doing like you know all these. Remember like, when he went out things. to Hawaii with his then girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did the and then like the just, whole like what did he do? Like some sort of experimental COVID drug or something like that that got everybody amped up. It's just like it's just one thing after another with this guy. Have you seen those new the the, the COVID commercials they've been running like every yes. break during the tournament? What the hell is that? <laughs> it's like, hi, I've got COVID and I'm fat, so I'm at extra. <laughs> if it's COVID, it's Paxlovid. Hi. <laughs> I, if you're a fat ass and you've got COVID, <laughs> you are 90% more likely to have complications. I saw one the other day. I saw one yesterday that was like aimed at SEC fans. <laughs> it was what? like, are you an SEC fan? Make sure you're up to date on your COVID booster. <laughs> God. If it's COVID and you're fat, <laughs> get Paxlovid. I've got diabetes. I've got type two diabetes. Hey, Hassel, I was on YouTube the other day, and one of your spoofs from Sound Off came on. It was the uh, Geico guy talking about oh. Iowa State fan. Which? Oh yeah, the. Oh uh, my god! So I got word that um, Artie Terrell was around the NCAA tournament in Des Moines, and. I was doing your impression of Marty for about 24 hours straight here in Greens. Uh, it's a Mazzoni's Monday. Yeah, I'm out to the Midwest radio program. And out to the Midwest radio up. program. Uh, Stevie Lupke along the way. <laughs> so I'm with like Stansbury, who's just old enough. To, he knows who Marty is. But like, yeah, I'm surprised Nick he Osen, even knew. Nick Osen from 247 has no clue who this guy is. Uh, just a lot of these like younger reporters don't know the Marty Terrell thing. And I was just walking around all day on Wednesday. And I'm like, it's Monday. I'm out of the Midwest radio program. One um, of my favorite sound off skits, which unfortunately wasn't saved. It, so it was a one and done thing and we've never seen it again. Was we did a, <laughs> we, we did a, a skit about that huge blow up at KXNO when Marty like accidentally turned on the microphone and it was Marty and Kotler and and (laughs) Marty Kotler, poor Jeff Kahn got caught up in the mix. I think John Miller was there too. And it was this time of year, like 15 years ago during the tournament. And we did a skit. I did a skit where I I played Marty during that, and God, it was so much fun. I loved doing the Marty Terrell impersonation. It was about like credentials for like boys' high school championship, yeah. right? Something like what, that. It was like, yeah. And and Larry was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do it." He's like, "Yes, you fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Bud Light, you goddamn son of a bitch." <laughs> and it went out over the air on KXO. This is the great thing. Like we can say all the stuff that they said right here. Yeah. 
and people would just laugh. <laughs> yeah, nobody cared. That got like four people fired at KXNO. Oh, what a deal. Well, um, real quick, before we wrap it up, Stacy is saying, Matt, how's she, she wants to know how the hand the feet and the mouth are doing. Oh yeah, have your fingernails fallen off yet, Matt? Better. Yeah. Are they peeling off? The nails are fine. Are you sure? Give it, whoa, give whoa, it time. Whoa, that was a real quick. I got all okay. my fingernails all are right, intact. All right, the fingernails are there. It was a it was a mild case. We're back, baby. Are you sure? Yeah. I'll never forget when I found out I, I had hand, foot, and mouth. I had been out earlier in the day mowing my lawn, and his. Have you guys ever done like the weed eater where, where that thing's pumping so hard oh, yeah. that it, it, yeah. it makes your, your hands, hands like tingling. tingle? Yeah. So like my hands were like extra tingly that day. Did you give I yourself was, a stranger? When I was whacking. <laughs> yeah, you were whacking all right. So I come back in, you know, I take a shower all the, and my hands are still tingly. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh man, that was a, that was some d- damn good weed whacking I just did. It'll go away, you know. Just let it let it roll. And those those goddamn hands kept getting even more tingly and more ting. And that's how I found out. Because then I started having these sores on my feet. That's how I found out that I had the hand, the foot, and the mouth. Oh, you poor saps. It's brutal when adults get it. I'm glad you had a minor case because some people are like down and out. He seems fine. Look at him. He looks great. He's decked out in his Iowa State gear. He's got Iowa State advancing. He's got Drake advancing. It's going to be a big day for Van I hope so, man. It's so much more fun when our teams aren't out in the first round. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not trying to be a side dick to Iowa fans. It's just like a side dick. I think side dick is a little bit different than you think it is. And you got you could meet meet Xavier in the next round and at birth to the Sweet Sixteen in Kansas City, man. But we're gonna be in Vegas. I know. What are we oh. gonna do? Wow. Yeah. I guess we're gonna have to suck it up and watch the Cyclones and the Sweet Sixteen from the world's largest sports book. I oh, hope it's be if, if I hope if that happens, it goes a little bit better for you than when you watched Iowa State the last time you were there. <laughs> you watched the Iowa State men. <laughs> Lose by women. 90 to Iowa. And the women lost. Yeah. It was horrible. Back-to-back nights. Horrible. No, um, yeah, honestly, like, that's a deal where that's tough that they're – but I think that what I would probably do is definitely watch the Sweet 16 game out there. If they would somehow make it to the Elite Eight, I'd probably catch a direct to Kansas City to go cover that game on hopefully on Sunday because we're going back on Sunday anyways. But we'll see. But hell, Iowa State has to beat Pitt before we can even. Yeah. Uh, well, they got to beat Pitt, and then most likely yeah. Xavier, and then it would be a date with either Penn State or Texas. Penn State looked good last night. Penn State looked really mm. good. Ooh. So did Northwestern. What is yeah. it with these Mountain West teams that just suck in the NCAA? I'm, I'm, I, I'm so sick of it. I I Pray. I make this mistake every time the Mountain West has like three or four teams in the tournament and they have a, a good year. I'm, but then in the first four, when I saw what Arizona state did to Steve Alford in Nevada, I changed a couple of picks, it, Just, but I horrible. didn't change. 
the Northwestern Boise pick. Like, and boy, the, do I regret it. The whole Oklahoma State Nevada thing is just insane. Like Nevada was horrible coming into the tournament. Horrible. Like the, and then they proved it in the first four. Just got ran out of the freaking gym. But yeah, the, I'm 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 over the I'm over the Mountain West as well. And San Diego State just barely made it. So yeah, well. What's going hey, on let's, here? Who's let's give a person? quick shout out to our guy Simon. He's a loyal <laughs> you... listener, loyal follower. Going <laughs> to the game in Greensboro. I love Simon. He's a guy. Uh, Simon, come look me up. I'll give you. Wh- which you comment kids. are you uh, fired up about, Williams? Who's this guy writing about alcohol in here? <laughs> Have you seen this? this guy or or gal, super hearing oh, cloud, has been all over. He's he's trying to get everybody off alcohol. This is like the third well, time. I think I think the reference was to the media members smelling the bathroom up. He's saying alcohol is the reason for that. I don't think so. I think right. uh, I, I think, think he's so. I think he's doing oh. some preaching here. Mm. He wants you to get dry, Maybe Matt. Right. This is all Van Winkle here. It's a big <laughs> drinker. Matt is. Uh, yeah, but Simon's a good dude. Looking forward to seeing him. And then Mr. Teddy, he he asked, who's the bigger elitist, Chris or Chris? Chris is the bigger elitist. This is an easy. I don't know. Answer. You're staying at that tea time hotel. Well, it's because they put me here. I wouldn't have stayed here. Kidding me? It's the media hotel. You get a better rate. You're, you get a you're also the one spending $75 a shot for Pappy Van Hoodwinked. I would never do that. It was I not think you're more seven, of an elitist was, th- than you think. You are. I did splurge at the Walgreens across the street from here to get the buy one, get one on Pringles the other day. So perhaps I am. Boy, that is, that is a media person move right there. Yeah. Pringles. You All bought right. Pringles to have in your hotel room? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? Because I don't want to spend the money down at the hotel lobby. On what do you snacks? need Pringles in your hotel room for? To snack on. Oh, boy. I went to Walgreens. I bought a bunch of water and Coors Light. And <laughs> Coors Pringles. Light? They don't, well, they don't they didn't have bush, bush down here. No, they don't have it down here. So the next best, best thing. All right. Well, we've gone, we've gone way over our we'll hour. Give a quick shout out to our women's teams. Iowa women tonight, cycling women Saturday. Yep. Yep. Are the That's Iowa women like going to. Iowa's going to kill that 15 seed. But, the Iowa State but their next women. game is going to be against Florida State or Georgia. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Are they going to pull a Creighton again like last year? I don't feel like they will this year. I think the Iowa women are legit. I think the Iowa State women are now they have a bad draw having to play Tennessee in Knoxville. Yeah. But there there are not ten teams in the country playing better than them right now. Both of our teams are really, really in a good spot. But Iowa State just had that rough middle stretch of the season to put them at mm-hmm. a bye. Uh so they get a tough draw having to play a true road game. But um we'll see. I, I wouldn't want to play Iowa State mm-hmm. or Iowa right now. I think that they both are Final Four type of teams, but yeah, I don't know anything about Florida and Florida State and Georgia. I uh, I just hate that it's it's the same exact time as as the men. I you know I I wish there was a way to separate the women. You know, put them on 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I know that's, that's not fair, but I would watch more women's tournament games if that was the case. I understand completely. You're you're right. You don't want to know. You want to know the stupid programming move of all time. What's that? In sports, and it happens every year. Is that NASCAR is always on the West Coast, and they're running a race during the NCAA tournament selection show every year. Yeah. They're in Phoenix, and they so they start their races later, right? When it's in the mountain or the and the like, the end of the race is always during the selection show. It's the all time stupid. I'm getting a call. Hello, hello. Why are you taking calls while we're on the air? Yeah, this is him. Hang on, let me let me get my wife. Never should have answered that. Could you hear it? She's like, the county has approved a new home loan system, uh, property tax, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You sound not like that PA announcer at the Iowa game last night. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> now, I I will say this. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was a a woman or a young child. And I'm hoping that it was like a young child from maybe like the the hospital, like they gave, you know, like they gave somebody a chance to kind of like when they let you and bloom call. Yeah. The media com, uh, yeah. sports announcer wannabe contest. It was, I don't think that the person did a bad job, but it was so loud all day. You could hear every single word this person said over the PA system. That's, what was driving me crazy. Thanks for watching everybody. Record numbers today. Record live viewers from the channel uh, seed studios. We are presenting spreading our seed from the Missouri to the Mississippi and beyond channel seed and by fairway meat and grocery. We'll send you a box of meat and by circus sports, Iowa, Hey, did you see the video from Circa of the the reaction to the Furman shot? Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. I always love those Circa reactions. That was awesome. Thanks for uh, watching, everybody. Thanks for um, listening on the podcast later on. And, yeah, we may be doing a little special show. We'll see how everything goes, and we'll make a schedule and and let you all know. Thanks to Maddie Van Winkle for their production. And look at and Maddie Van we'll Winkle. already up with the – the video, the reaction from Sir Crush. I wish here. there was a camera in our newsroom at CBS Sports HQ when that happened, because it was it was even crazier than than all the other videos we've seen. Because we had all these people that had like bet, bets on the game, had Furman advancing, we had Virginia fans, and it was insane. There were like thirty people in the newsroom, and we all just went nuts at one time. What a what. An all-time bonehead move by that, like, what, seventh-year senior. Brutal. They had a timeout. He could have called Brutal. a timeout. They got our seats reserved there, Chris. You see that? Look at that. Oh, yeah. They already got our there seats you go. reserved. They got two. They got two. That's it's one for Williams and one for Van Wink. I don't know where John Miller's going to sit, but. Miller's going to be passed out in the back. Yeah, Miller will be in his room just eating shrooms and. <laughs> Just ripping ball. Miller's basically Aaron Rodgers. 
anymore. He is. You're right. He's turned into Rogers. All right. Love you guys. Oh, Thanks wait, for watching. Wait, hang on. Is Miller going to have his new hair by the time that you guys That's go out to Vegas? That's a great question. I don't know. I'm really interested in this. All right. Have a great wow, weekend. This is the longest show we've ever done, an hour and 12 yeah, minutes. I just keep trying to end it, and you won't let me. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Everybody have a great weekend. Iowa everywhere.